Today is the third Sunday of Easter. And these three Sundays, Easter Sunday, last Sunday, the second Sunday of Easter, and today the third Sunday of Easter, we have been getting the Gospel of John here at Mass. And also we see in the Gospel of John the response to the resurrection. The first is one of total confoundment at the empty tomb, which we witnessed on Easter Sunday. How could this be? This is not something normal or natural. Last Sunday, we had the story of St. Thomas and Doubting Thomas. The doubts of hearing that the Lord is raised from the dead, but the Lord allaying those fears and doubts of St. Thomas by coming to him and to all of the apostles again. Today, we get the third kind of response to the resurrection. After we've encountered and perhaps even believed in the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, we have this desire to go back to our normal, convenient, comfortable way of life. St. Peter has encountered the empty tomb and the risen Lord. And what does he want to do with all of this? He wants to go back to what he knows. He wants to go fishing. Remember, Peter and and Andrew and James and John are fishermen. This is something that they know. This is something that makes sense to them. And so through all of the confusion, the wonder, the doubt, the belief of the resurrection, they go back to that thing that makes sense. And how often do we do that in our lives? We get to a certain point where we believe, yeah, I believe in this Jesus. I believe that he is risen from the dead. Maybe we go even further. I believe in the Eucharist. I believe in the sacraments. I believe in the Catholic Church. But I'm still not quite there. I still have my doubts. I'd rather have this thing that's a little more comfortable and convenient. This thing that I can control and make sense of. That's what I want. I want God in this little area of my life. And sometimes that's not, you know, a bad thing in and of itself. Like, fishing is a good thing. You need to fish to eat. You need to make money to survive. But I also wonder if Peter and the other apostles here went fishing because they wanted to kind of step away from the Lord. Because they wanted it on their terms. And I certainly can accord with that in my own life. When I was living in college, you know, I, I lived, a, I guess, a stereotypical college experience. It wasn't one centered on Christ. And I was empty. My life didn't really have meaning or purpose. It had a lot of fun and things that I enjoyed. But when I would wake up and get away from it for a moment, I would realize that there was no depth to anything that I was doing. And so I moved to the poorest part of our country, the Navajo Reservation, and taught in a Catholic school there and started a prayer life and started to live according to the teachings of the church. And all of a sudden, my life started to have a greater depth and meaning and purpose to it. But golly gee, wouldn't you know if I yearned to go back to be like it was in college. What did it were fishing? It was much, you know, it was sinful. It wasn't fishing. Fishing's a good thing. I wanted those things that were not good. And so when I would go out with my friends or when I would visit my sister, my twin sister and my older brother who were living in Chicago at the time, I wanted that convenience. I wanted to go fishing. And then I would wake up, 
I would go home, I would move back, I would start praying again, I'd go to confession, and I'd realize that wasn't it. And this hit a real moment. I went to Chicago in the spring of 20, 2009 to apply to the Dominicans. And I got there on Saturday, and I wasn't going to the Dominicans until, I think, Wednesday. And so that Saturday happened to be the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Chicago, which, if any of you have ever been there, don't. <laughs> it's, it's a wild thing. Anyway, I thought, hey, I'm going to apply to be a priest. I've got this whole thing figured out. I can go off and have fun with my brother and twin sister. The next day, I'm going to keep this PG, I woke up with a very strong headache and an emptiness in my heart. But here's the beauty. Even when we go off on that, even when we did that, that day in that bar in Chicago, I remember when I realized, yeah, I probably had a bit too much to drink. The next thought that came into my head was, I want to be a priest. I want to be a Dominican, and that's the only thing that will give me happiness. Because Jesus doesn't just let us go. Jesus meets us on the seashore, friends. He comes and finds us. The resurrection means that there are no limits to God's love for us. He will meet us wherever we are. And not only that, He will transform those moments where we have walked away, where we are mired in sin, where we are struggling with our difficulties and doubts, and He will give it an abundance of grace and gifts to us. The apostles went fishing and caught nothing. Jesus found them there, told them to cast their nets, and they, cast in, uh, they brought in so many fish that they had to literally drag the nets ashore. God desires to do that in your life. Not only that, but when they bring their gifts to Jesus on the shore, he transforms them. Jesus doesn't just want to make you breakfast, though he does. He gives you the Eucharist. He gives you his body and blood. When you bring your gifts, meager or grand as they are, into this church, God transforms them. He transforms you. He meets you where you are. He feeds you. But then here's the beautiful part. He commissions you. In the gospel at the very end, Jesus doesn't just meet them there and feed them and tell them how wonderful they are. He reclaims and recommissions Peter, who just a few chapters earlier in the gospel, just a few days earlier, had, had denied the Lord three times, very publicly, very prominently. And yet Jesus comes to him and allows him the opportunity to be the rock upon whom he builds his church. Not in his perfection, but in his lowliness, in his desire to serve. And when this happens, friends, when we keep and persevere in our faith, and if you take nothing from this, don't run from Jesus. And if you do, turn to him in those moments. Persevere in prayer. Keep going to Mass and confession. God will find you. Because you'll notice the apostles, they were struggling. They were stepping aside for a little bit, but they stayed together. The great temptation of Satan, the divider, is for us to run off and to think that we can on our own find happiness. But happiness is in a person who comes to us in the church. And when we find this, in spite of our brokenness, and in fact through our brokenness, 
all of a sudden we can find great joy at the worst the world has to throw at us. That transformation we experience again and again and again with Jesus helps us to see even the most difficult parts of our life, even our greatest sins as the rungs of the ladder that lead us closer and closer to God. We are able to even find joy in persecution and suffering. Now, I pray that that never be the case, that you be persecuted or you suffer for the faith. But if you offer your life to Christ, if you follow after Jesus, you're going to have moments of doubt, like St. Thomas. You're going to have moments where it's going to be confusing and difficult, and you want to go back to what is convenient, like St. Thomas again here, and Peter, and James, and John, and Nathaniel, and the two others who are unnamed. But Jesus will find you. Rejoice in that, but make sure to keep your hearts and your eyes open because Jesus comes and reveals himself. But are we looking for him? I love how St. John, the beloved disciple in this gospel today, the moment that he recognizes that catch, he says it is the Lord. Because even though St. John, like the others, might have been confused, might have been doubting, might have been striving to figure out this whole thing in his own life, he was still searching in his heart for the truth. And when the truth revealed himself, he knew it. And St. Peter, in his own reckless way, jumped into the sea and went to him. When you think about that, that is a ridiculous response. Peter's in a boat. Boats sail on the sea. It's easier to sail or to row somewhere than it is to swim, especially when you have other people in the boat with you. But when God comes to us, friends, that should be our kind of response. Not how great I am, but how wonderful your love is for me, Lord. And we should desire with all of our heart and soul and being to be with him. Because Jesus rose from the dead, not for himself, but for you.